I received another question uh, regarding the Lord's Prayer. The question has to do with how people are supposed to be holding their hands during the Our Father. Let me say at the start, there has been no official decision from the church on how people are supposed to hold their hands during the Our Father. What has been talked about is the question of holding hands throughout the congregation. That has been ruled not to be done. However, I can understand families choosing to do that. You are praying together. So I'm not going to object if a family in a single pew chooses to hold hands during the Our Father. But crossing the aisle, not a good idea. I haven't seen anybody do that in years. But the bigger concern and the confusion comes when with the Oran's position. This is the position that a priest is supposed to use during many of the prayers that he leads, especially throughout the Eucharistic prayer. In fact, he is instructed over 20 times to use this position during the Mass. The question has been asked about whether or not the laity should be using that same priestly position of their hands when they pray the Our Father. As I said, the Church has not made a definitive statement in this regard. Some people think it is okay. Some people think it is mimicking the priest too much. And there is where the problem lies. Some people go one way. Some people go another. Some say potato. Some say potato. Tomato. Tomato. Let's not call the whole thing off. Sorry, I couldn't resist that. It does seem to be a serious matter for some people on both sides of the issue. But to my knowledge, as I said, the Church has not spoken on this with any final answer. I can give you my opinion on it, but it is just that. My opinion. Here we go. Since there is no instruction for the laity on how to do the Oran's position with their hands, it seems to me that they should probably not. That being said, I'm not going to object to people choosing to do that. It seems to me that there can be a case made for praying with your hands raised. After all, it is a biblical stance. And to say it can only be done by a priest is a little more restrictive than I want to insist on. Yes, I know. It sounds like I am not clear, very clear on this. But the church has not been clear on it either. So, if you choose to raise your hands at the Our Father, I'm not going to say stop that. If your family chooses to hold hands during the Our Father, I'm not going to stop that either. I think it is a matter of personal taste for both of these issues. And until the church comes down and says don't, I don't think I want to get into that fight. Some things are worth fighting over, some things are not. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Next point. Let's talk about the reception of communion. We have a few people in our parish who choose to receive kneeling. That is their choice. Now that I know who they are, I'm, I think it's fine if, they, if that's the, what they choose. But I would say to them that if they go to another church where they do not know the priest, the priest may not like it and may insist that you stand up. He would be wrong to do that. But if no one else in his parish is doing it, and you are a guest in the parish, you need to rethink your devotion regarding kneeling to receive communion in that parish. We're not done with communion issues yet. Do you receive on the tongue or in your hand? 
The research I have seen says that receiving in the hand is actually the more ancient way. Also, if you are suffering from a cold, you're breathing on the priest's hand. So I would suggest, for sanitary reasons, if you have a cold, receive communion in the hand. Also, this is my personal bias. My bias. There are times when people do not extend their tongue or do so in an odd way and it becomes almost impossible for me not to touch their tongue or their lips when I'm delivering communion to them. So again, for sanitary reasons, I would prefer that everyone received in the hand. But I cannot force that issue. You have the right to receive on the tongue, kneeling, standing, in the hand. I am not to push my preference on anyone. Though, as I said, for sanitary sanitary reasons, it should need to be considered. Now, about how you receive in your hand. There are some exceptions to the rule, such as you are walking with a cane, in which case you only have one hand that you can extend to receive communion. When I notice this, I try to put the host on the fingertips, making it easier for you to grasp it. But the normal way for you to receive communion in the hand is to place one hand on top of the other. The hand you are going to use to grasp the communion should be under the other. In this position, with the two hands together, you are making a throne to receive the King of Glory. Then you are supposed to pick up the hope communion with your bottom hand and consume it. What is not supposed to be done, unless it cannot be helped because you only have one hand available, is to pop the communion into your mouth from the palm of the one hand. You are not receiving popcorn. You are receiving the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, we move on. Unless you need to leave Mass early, because you're going to work, for instance, it is a serious sign of disrespect to leave Mass right after Communion. This should not happen. You are walking out of the church with Christ newly placed within you if you've received Communion. You need to take a few moments and include yourself in the rest of the Mass with everyone else. I have heard it said that there have been some churches who have a sign hanging above the inside of the doors. Judas was the first one to leave Mass early. Ouch! Enough said on that. After a moment of silence, the official part of the Mass continues with the post-communion prayer, which is a thanksgiving to God. Many churches have the time after communion and before the prayer for announcements. I have our little children's work before that prayer. I really like doing that. The children come to Mass, but they may be too young to receive communion, so this gives them a way to be involved and gives us a chance to think about what we are doing for Jesus. So then we have the closing prayer, the final blessing, and the dismissal. I want to say something about the dismissal. The purpose in the dismissal is not just to end the Mass, but it is to encourage us to take the Mass into our mission field. Do you see the similarity in the words Mass and Mission? You are being commissioned to go into the world and to share the message of the Gospel. The weekend Mass should be preparing you for the work you are called to do throughout the week, the work of Je for Jesus that is part of the rest of your life. Well, I'm also excited about next weekend. It is the Feast of Christ the King, 
and it is time for the deacons to preach again. I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say. It is one of my favorite feast days of the year. And this year, I'm going to hear others preach about it. I will have my own comments in my podcast. Then on the first Sunday of Advent, I will spend a few weeks looking at the Creed. Then Father Frank will be back just before Christmas, and you won't have to put up with me, with only me at Masses. (laughs) Have a happy Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgiving Day Masses, by the way, will be at 8 o'clock at St. Thomas More and 9.30 at St. Joan of Arc. Again, have a happy Thanksgiving.